Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be doing something a little bit different. Instead of breaking down individual players, which is what I've been doing in a lot of my recent videos, I'm gonna be going through my overall draft strategy. So I'm gonna look at every position in fantasy football. So running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends. And I'm gonna be breaking down how I approach each position when I'm doing my drafts. You know, where do I think the value is? Is it in the early rounds, mid rounds, late rounds? And then what types of players I'm gonna be targeting at different points of the draft. So if you guys watch this video and you're enjoying the content, please just consider subscribing to the channel and hitting that like button. That really helps me out a lot. And then also after you've heard my draft strategy, let me know in the comments if you agree with me or if you do not, let me know your thoughts down below. There's a million different ways to play fantasy football and I love to hear about all the different perspectives. So just let me know your draft strategy down below in the comment section. Give me a little bit of reasoning and I'll respond back to everyone who comments. So let's get into it right away. Let's start off with the running back position, the most important position in fantasy football in my eyes. And I think there's a lot of value here in the first round. I'll be targeting the running back position in round number one, probably 100% of the time. If you've watched any of my videos, you probably know that I like to go running backs early and often. I just think it's so valuable to be able to snag that workhorse running back in the early rounds. You just set them up on your team. They're your cornerstone and you can just count on them for the entire season. I also think there's some decent value at running back in the second round. And I think this is the case because a lot of people like to start off their draft one running back, one wide receiver. I see a lot of comments you know, on some of my videos where people are kind of laying out what positions they wanna go for in each round. And I think that's a little bit dangerous because you do just have to focus on best player available. You can't get tunnel vision and be focusing on one position because you're gonna lose value somewhere else. But that's something you can take advantage of. So if someone wants to go running back and then wide receiver, they're leaving you some value at the running back position. So I think you're gonna be able to get some high-end running backs in round two because people are gonna be a little bit more focused on that wide receiver position. After the first couple rounds, I've been seeing some really solid value at the running back position in the late fifth and early sixth rounds. And so I'm using underdogs ADP. And right now, Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis are going in that range. So they're going from the five to six turn. And I don't think this is going to continue throughout the entire offseason, just because I think their ADP has to rise. But if you're drafting now, I'm smashing the draft button on both Gaskin and Mike Davis. I just think they're both in great situations. And if they're able to get that volume, they're going to be great running back twos for your team. And you're obviously going to get them at a discount. So that's kind of a spot where I'm seeing a lot of value for running backs. But after that, the running back position definitely dries out pretty quickly, which is why I like to go running backs early and often. Because if you miss out on you know those first three, four rounds, you're going to be stuck in a really rough position because you're going to be taking shots on guys who don't have a lot of security. So that's the main reason why I like to lock those guys down, just so I don't have to worry about it. If I am trying to target late round running backs, I like to target high upside plays. I'll occasionally go for a handcuff. You know, maybe I drafted Ezekiel Elliott and you want to go out there and get Tony Pollard just to kind of secure him as a backup. I'm cool with that, but I'm not going to be drafting these random handcuffs. 
If I don't have Alvin Kamara, I'm not going to be drafting Latavius Murray. If I don't have Dalvin Cook, I'm not going to be going out and getting Alexander Madison. In the late rounds, I'm going to be going for the guys who I think have a decently high ceiling and have the potential to be starters without injuries. So I'm just going to go over three late round running backs that I'm currently a big fan of at their ADP. So the first one is James Conner. He's being picked as the 111th overall player, and I think he has a decent opportunity to step into that Kenyon Drake role in that offense. I think they want to use Chase Edmonds as the receiving back, but if Connor can get the majority of those carries and the red zone work, he's going to be attached to that high-powered Arizona offense, and it is going to be very fruitful for him. Obviously, there's no guarantee you know, that this is going to come true, but you know, if he's not able to get those high-volume carries, there's always going to be people on the waiver wire that you can pick up, but if he does, then you're getting a guy that has RB3 value, maybe even RB2 potential at a very, very, very discounted price. And then the other two guys that I've been targeting are going even later. It's Devin Singletary going as the 151st player off the board and David Johnson going as the 140th off the board. I expect David Johnson's ADP to move up. I mean, this is far too low for a guy who's lined up to be the starter, but you can kind of see the gist that I'm getting at. These are guys who may not have locked in, you know, running back one roles on their teams, but they definitely are going to have the opportunity to win those roles. And if you have a guy who can be the starting running back on a team, they automatically provide you a certain level of value. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And I am totally fading first round wide receivers. I'm really only willing to draft a wide receiver if it's at the very end of the round. And I mean, that's talking like pick 111, pick 112. And that's if all the running backs that I have ranked ahead of those wide receivers are all taken off the board. So it's very unlikely that I'm going wide receiver in the first round. Right now you have Tyree Kill, who's being selected as a mid first round pick. And then Stefan Diggs is also getting up there. He's on the later end of the first round, but his ADP is definitely rising. And I just don't think the value is there in the first round. We saw like two months ago, before all this Aaron Rodgers drama went down, Devontae Adams was a locked in mid-tier, you know, first round pick. And I was really solid with that because I did think, you know, there was a pretty solid cushion between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. I feel like that was pretty consensus, you know, in the fantasy community that he definitely had a cushion ahead of them. And at that time, you know, Hill and Diggs were going as late firsts, but I mean, I think even more so early second round picks. But now that Devontae Adams has lost value, Hill and Diggs have been totally pushed up the ADP. But I mean, this didn't change, you know, their potential. They're going to be the same players. It's just that now they're viewed as the wide receiver one, but you're not looking at their actual production. So I would much rather wait and look at guys like Jefferson and Keenan Allen instead of reaching in the first round to go out and get Hill and Diggs. I just think the difference between those players is not that huge. And it's definitely not worth like the round difference, especially so early in the draft. Speaking of Justin Jefferson and Keenan Allen, I absolutely love the third round value for the wide receiver position. You've got guys like Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, all on the board in the third round. And that is mid-tier wide receiver one value that I think you're getting at a very nice price. Some of the favorite mock drafts that I've done has started off with going two workhorse running backs and then being able to pick up one of those wide receivers in the third round. To me, that is just like the golden start to drafts. So that's something I'm really taking advantage of this year. I'm a big fan of taking shots on late round wide receivers. 
When I was talking about the running backs, I talked about how I like to get them early and often. I'm a lot more comfortable kind of taking wide receivers late in the draft just because there's so much more depth at the position. You know, you could have two or three wide receivers that are fantasy relevant on a team. You know, it's pretty rare to have two running backs that are relevant on the same team. So there's way more options at wide receiver. And so deep in drafts, I look to target players who have already proven that they can be fantasy relevant or younger players who haven't been given the opportunity and are unknowns. So I'm just gonna go through a couple of the guys that I'm targeting as late round options. So two of the guys that are already proven, it's John Brown and Cole Beasley. So John Brown has shown that with the Bills, he could be the wide receiver one. So now him stepping into the Raiders, I have a decent amount of faith that you know he could potentially take over as the top dog in that offense, obviously behind Darren Waller as a pass catcher. But I like to know that he has done it in his career. I'd much rather bet on him than you know some of the guys who had the opportunity last year and didn't take advantage. And then for Beasley, he's just shown that he is a very consistent target hog receiver. And so I'm fine getting him you know, way lower than I know he's gonna finish. And then for these younger players who I think could have some solid years, just because we haven't seen him yet, one of those guys is Rashad Bateman. I think he has a good chance of stepping into that offense and being the wide receiver one. But I think you guys kind of know what I'm getting at. Guys like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. You know, what's the harm on taking shots on those guys? I'd rather draft them and miss than pick someone who we know what they are and what they are is not that great. So I'm totally fine taking a big swing on those late round wide receivers because if I miss, there's always gonna be someone on the waiver wire for you. All right, now we have the quarterback position and I'm totally fading quarterbacks in at least the first four rounds. So there's basically no shot I'm ever gonna be drafting Patrick Mahomes. I just think there's too much value at you know running back, wide receiver, tight end in those early rounds to be going quarterback, but I'm totally fine going after any of like the Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. I feel like all those guys are pretty close together in terms of ADP. And so if they fall lower than their ADP, then I'm locked in on taking them. I'm just not gonna be reaching for quarterbacks this early because the depth is so strong at the position, especially in like eight to 12 team leagues. Every team is set up to get a quarterback that I think you can feel very comfortable with. And so if I'm not able to find value, I will totally wait back and draft one of these late round guys. Players like Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, I think are all great values going in the ninth round. So that's kind of like my overall thoughts for the quarterback position. The last position group I need to talk about is the tight ends. And just to start off with Travis Kelsey, I'm totally fading him at his ADP right now. He is a mid first round pick and that's just too rich for my blood. I'm just not gonna be looking at that Right now, he would have to put up unreal numbers to live up to that current draft position. So just not gonna be focused on him this year. I'm pretty comfortable going after Waller or Kittle in the third round if they start to fall. Pretty similar with those quarterbacks. I'm not gonna force picking one of those guys, but if there is some value, I'm happy to take it, especially in smaller leagues, You know, maybe eight team leagues, 10 team leagues. Taking a tight end earlier in those small leagues doesn't hurt you as much in the long run, because there's more depth at every position. So you're able to have a much more balanced roster. If you're taking a tight end early in like 14, 16 team leagues, it's gonna be tough to you know build a solid, well-rounded team. I basically feel the same way about that Hawkinson, Andrew Pitts kind of tier of tight ends. If they fall, I'm happy to take them, but I'm just not going out of my way to pick them you know ahead of or at their current ADP. Pretty similar to the quarterback position 
it's okay to wait and get a late round tight end. If you're not getting one of those top options, the mid to lower end tight end ones are very likely to finish close to those high end tight end twos. There's not a lot of variation after the top tier of tight ends. Last year, we saw the tight end six through tight end 14 finish within one half point PPR point per game of each other. So, you know, all those guys were just super clumped in. So you could be taking a guy, you know, sixth, seventh round at tight end. And then he basically finished with almost the same numbers as a player you were getting in one of the last rounds. So it is totally a fine strategy to wait until the end and take a shot on one of these tight ends, maybe a Tyler Higby, a Logan Thomas, a Gerald Everett, any of these guys, there's a ton of options. Just got to figure out who you like and make that move. All right. So that is my draft strategy for every position. I definitely like doing these kind of videos. You know, talking about individual players is great and that's definitely helpful as well. But I think it's also important to just talk about the general fantasy football philosophy. So like I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this content, please leave a like and subscribe. That would really help me out a lot. Then also let me know your own draft strategy down below. I'd love to hear your guys' perspectives and I'll respond back to you as soon as I can. Thank you guys for stopping by, watching and listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow.